from SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrate to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, an original story and things that motivate high school students to graduate. But first, high school students and graduates from the greater Pittsburgh area reflect on standardized testing in Pennsylvania and offer solutions to the challenges these tests present. I wanted to say the topic that I think is important because in reality, the tests like PSSAs and NWEAs aren't really about testing us. It's about testing the teachers. So why not just look at our grades in general? Because some people don't do as well on sitting with a piece of paper for two hours as they would on a interactive activity. So why are we basing our school system entirely off of these 50-question tests that stress a ton of kids out? I think you could even extend that to like the SATs, like all standardized tests in general. Like me going into college and I felt like my whole educational career depended on this one time of like what scholarships I get, what schools I get into, um, all through a three-hour test that literally didn't determine anything about my intelligence or whatever I had. So I think standardized tests in general are just the gimmick for money that the country just puts us through, which is it's a sad, sad thing. State tests that are given all across the entire state to judge the teachers is so they're all judged on the same scale. Because if they just judge teachers based on like the grades they give, well, their standard of grading is probably different than this other teacher's standard of grading. So I understand why they choose to do it. I just feel like in execution, it could have been done a lot better. Like maybe find better ways to break it up, like not have every subject all at once, find different ways to make it easier to study for things. Instead of standardized tests, we should do more evaluation styles. We should be learning with some sort of like understanding of the class. We should not be testing based off of what a student says. We should be going into the classroom. We should be doing observations. We have to be informed and knowledgeable. And I don't think the tests are informative about a school or about a teacher. They're poor representations of everybody. I was talking to my dad last night, and he said, <laughs> you know, I really, I don't envy you, Sam, because it seems to me that your your job is taking tests. Yeah. And <laughs> I feel like that a lot. I mean, I've taken the SAT now three times. I'm about to take yeah. <laughs> two major school tests. Then I have finals. Then I'm going to take the SAT twos. Who knows what else? And when we're talking about sort of youth engagement in the world, I don't have time to be doing stuff because I'm spending all of my time taking tests and studying for tests that have no bearing on anything outside of what the college board feels is is appropriate for, for college. So um, I was actually learning about this in psychology and pretty much I feel as though with the way that like the culture of our world is going right now with these standardized tests are teaching us to take a test, not to actually learn the material, to then go on and use that like for the real life world like whenever you know you get in your job place you aren't going to have 
uh, a test on an equation. You're going to have to learn how to apply the concept. But with how things are being taught, we're being taught to take the tests and to get the grade instead of really to understand the material. Do you think these tests are more of a poor representation of our teachers as well? A lot of kids realize like, hey, this doesn't matter for us, so why should we try? And then they will quite literally ignore every single thing and just mark a random answer. Mm -hmm. In fifth grade, I didn't do as well as I have done every other grade. But if they had put as much stress on every test and encouraged us with every test as they did for PSSAs and NWEAs, I probably would have done way better in fifth grade. Now, Joni Zelaitis, a 7th grade student at Holy Cross Academy, with an excerpt of an original story entitled Amazing Grace. She's deaf, Liz snapped impatiently, quit acting like she's stupid. Jim rolled his eyes. For the last time, I know she's deaf. That's not the problem. She's too dumb and stubborn to do anything useful. Liz sadly shook her head, coming to a realization that she would never get through to her husband. Liz tapped Grace lightly on the shoulder and reminded her in sign language, time for school. Grace whined and slowly trudged up the stairs to get ready for yet another day of torture. She had no friends, practically everyone hated her, and on top of all of that she couldn't hear. Yet despite her disabilities, she loved to learn and earned straight A's with her eyes closed. About an hour later, Grace was waiting by her locker for Ashlyn, her translator, when all of a sudden something caught her eye. Pinned to a giant bulletin board was a flyer that read, Lincoln High School Talent Show, December 5th. She stared at the flyer for what seemed like hours. She wanted to enter so bad, but what talents did she have? It wasn't like they gave out awards for factoring polynomials, even though math was one of her best subjects. She didn't know any magic tricks. She had two left feet when it came to dancing. Gymnastics was simply out of the question, so that left only one option if she wanted to enter. Singing. It seemed like an absurd idea, but wouldn't it be fun to at least try? Even though she had never sang before, and she would probably sound like a dying cat if she ever tried, she ripped the flyer off the bulletin board and stuffed it in her pocket. It was impossible for Grace to focus on Ashlyn translating Mrs. Green's long lectures on the American Revolution when there was the talent show to think about. She took the crumpled flyer out of her pocket and smoothed it in her lap. She would just have to put it out of her mind right now and focus on something else, but she didn't feel like trying to learn history she already knew. Her eyes suddenly became fixed on Angelo, the boy she had been hopelessly in love with since kindergarten. His messy black hair and olive olive skin always caused her heart to flutter, and she could never stop herself from blushing whenever she looked into his big brown eyes. In all her 17 years of life, Grace had never even held hands with the boy. She probably never would, because why would Angelo want to date a deaf girl when there were so many other prettier, perfect girls in her school? Ashlyn suddenly tapped her on the shoulder, bringing Grace out of her daze. I'd like to remind you all that our school will be hosting our annual talent show, Mrs. Green announced. Is anyone here thinking about signing up? As soon as Ashlyn was done translating, Grace's hand immediately shot up. Everyone stopped, and the room was dead silent. Finally, Mrs. Grace broke the silence. You're thinking about signing up, Grace? Do you realize that you're, um, deaf? Uh Uh-huh. She tried to sound confident, but it was difficult when she really wasn't at all. I'm singing. The whole class burst out laughing. Grace couldn't think of a time when she had been more embarrassed than right now. When class ended, Grace rushed towards the bathroom to cry without anyone seeing. What was she thinking? How could she ever sing in a talent show when she didn't have the slightest idea how? Why did she announce it to the whole class when she knew everyone was going to laugh? This was all just one big mistake that was too late to fix. Just when she was about to enter the bathroom and let the tears flow, she felt a light tap on her shoulder. She rolled around to see Angelo staring back at her. He held a notebook in one hand and a pen in the other. 
Grace thought that he might have just come to make fun of her and embarrass her even more. But Angelo didn't come to make fun of her. He wanted something completely different, and since Ashlyn was on a coffee break, communicating with Grace was going to be a challenge. Hi, he wrote down. Hi, Grace wrote back. I'm sorry I don't know sign language, but I had to talk to you. What's wrong? Nothing's wrong. I just wanted to tell you how brave I think you are for telling everyone you entered the talent show. Thanks, but I haven't entered yet, and I actually don't think I will. Angelo looked disappointed. Why not? Everyone laughed at me, even Mrs. Green. It was just a stupid idea. It's not stupid. I bet you have an amazing voice, but I've never sung before. It's never too late to try something new. Fine, I'll think about it. The bell echoed throughout the hallway, and Angelo was out of sight. After school, Grace was sitting on a bench in the courtyard, still debating whether or not to enter the talent show, when Angelo sat down beside her. He gestured toward her backpack, signaling that he needed the notebook since Ashlyn had gone home. He took it from Grace and eagerly wrote, So, have you decided yet? No. Why? It's such a hard choice. I really think you should. What's the worst that could happen? Everyone will laugh. I won't laugh. I can never laugh at such a pretty girl like you. They stared into each other's eyes for just a moment. A moment so short, time could not possibly measure that sliver of a second. But it was a moment that was so special it could never be forgotten. Grace tried to focus back on the conversation. That's nice of you, but you'll probably think differently when you actually hear me. But you said you've never sung before, so how do you know you sound awful? I just know that I will. Come on, Grace. It's not the end of the world if you enter. He stared at her with those big brown eyes that Grace absolutely adored, and she knew she couldn't say no. I could teach you. My aunt's a vocal coach. I haven't taken actual lessons for her from her or anything, but I've picked up a few things. Then it settled. The plan was to meet at Angelo's house every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday after school. It was Monday, November 14th, exactly three weeks until the talent show. Grace was so nervous for her first lesson with Angelo, her hands were trembling. Just a week ago, she would have been mortified singing in front of him. Now here she was, taking voice lessons at his house. What was she thinking? Was she out of her mind? Had she finally snapped and gone completely insane? She prayed not, because certainly Angelo would not want to date a girl who was crazy. She hesitantly knocked on the heavy oak door, regretting everything instantly. Angelo opened the door for her and took out his notebook. He smiled warmly and jotted down, ready to practice, ready as I'll ever be. Angelo sat at the piano and gestured for her to sit next to him. Grace didn't know how she sounded, but as time wore on, she found it easier and easier to match the pitches and hit the notes just right. After three long, tiring hours of practicing, Grace left Angelo's house feeling like she was floating. She was finally singing. She burst through the door, yearning to tell her mother everything that had happened. Finally, the day of the talent show had arrived. Grace was so nervous that she thought she might throw up. She wiped her sweaty hands on her blue satin dress and brushed her long, black, silky hair. If she was going to embarrass herself in front of the whole school, she would at least look good doing it. Angelo tapped on her shoulder and pointed toward the stage. We're up next. They were after Megan Abernathy and Leah Williams, the best dancers in the school. Grace became tense at the sight of them. Everyone knew how good they were at dancing and that they would win without a doubt. When they finished their routine, everyone stamped their feet and cheered. Grace's mouth suddenly felt dry, and she chugged down the last of the water from her water bottle. Up next, the principal announced into the microphone, singing Amazing Grace, Angelo Sanchez, and <clears throat> he hesitated for a moment, Grace Hamilton? The moment she stepped out on stage, she saw everyone whispering and pointing at her. The principal looked confused. Aren't you deaf? Suddenly, a wave of determination came over Grace. She snatched the microphone from him. She didn't know what she said, but she didn't care. She'd worked too hard and come too far to back down now. She nodded at Angelo, and he began to play the piano. Grace loved seeing how shocked everyone was when she hit the notes just right. This was the best moment of her life. 
Even though she couldn't hear how well she was singing, she knew she was doing an astounding job by the stunned look on everyone's faces and the standing ovation she received when she was finished. Grace's mother showered her with hugs and kisses when she strode out of the school auditorium with her first place trophy. That was incredible, sweetie. Your dad would be so proud of you, Liz exclaimed. Grace was going to respond when she caught a glimpse of Angelo through the crowds of people. She sprinted towards him and wrapped her arms around him. You deserve this, she wrote on a piece of paper she'd ripped from her binder in a hurry and handed him the trophy. He smiled but wouldn't accept it. No, it belongs to you. You sang Amazing Grace like a pro. You can wave the trophy around in Jim's face. She she shook her head. He'd hate me even if I became president of the United States. I'll never be good enough for him, but he's not worth a second thought. Then Grace did something so crazy, she was officially certain that she was insane. She kissed Angelo. After a few seconds that seemed like hours, Angelo pulled away and gazed at Grace considerately. When he kissed her back, Grace no longer thought she was crazy. She was amazing. On our last segment, Pittsburgh Public High School students share what motivates them to graduate. I feel motivated every day. When I get up out of the bed, it's like, okay, I'm almost there. I have a calendar right next to my bed, and I'm counting days. Now, I feel motivated to graduate when I'm dealing with the people who are important to me, like a close friend or a family member or someone who I really care about or someone I've looked up to in life. They would love to see me walk across that stage with a diploma, with my name on it, and my cap and gown and pictures and everything. And then I'll see somebody else, like Dr. Crenshaw. She made it real far. So I'm saying I want a life. like I want to go through life easy. I feel like not graduating high school is the wrong road to do it. I want to be something big in life, but I also want to fulfill my goals. And I think I can't really do that without um, finishing high school. I have a lot of things that motivate me. Like, most of my family hasn't graduated high school. Really, that's my classmates. Like, I see them doing good in school. Like, and I'm like, oh, I need to be on my stuff because they really want to do something. Like, I feel motivated to graduate when I look at my family and notice that there haven't been too many people who have actually made it through the graduation process. I feel motivated when I talk to my sister. She has graduated college and is the only person out of all of my siblings to do so. I feel motivated to be just like her when I grow up. I feel motivated to graduate when I see somebody that's successful because I know that's what I want to I want to be successful. I want to reach back, like be a mentor, a counselor. I feel motivated to graduate high school when I go to work. I work in retail at Rainbow, and like I see a lot of people who's like 30, 40, late 20s, and are stuck. They're like at a minimum wage job or they're working hard, and that makes me just want to go to school wanting better for myself because I don't want to have to work hard and get but so far ahead but I'm working really hard, so that makes me come to school and really value education. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org.